Welcome to this edition of the Sex Plus Health Podcast. I'm Fred Wyan, Director of Communications with the American Sexual Health Association, ASHA. So today I want to talk a bit about Zika viruses. That has very much been in the news recently. A lot of folks in public health have been pushing the U.S. Congress to do more specifically to fund Zika control programs. The request from the White House asked for support for activities including development of a Zika virus vaccine, proactively pushing out education and awareness messages around Zika, and really just drilling down to get answers about the many unknown questions that still exist around Zika, and we'll talk about that piece a bit later. Zika virus is primarily transmitted from mosquito bites. To be sure, in most cases, Zika does no real harm and won't even cause an illness. When people do get symptoms, usually you're talking about things like fevers, rash, some joint pain, maybe red eyes, things that will last for a few days or maybe up to a week. So I want to be careful here not to be alarmist, as Zika infection typically is not dangerous. That's really important. But of course, it's not always the case. Zika is linked to, for example, Guillain-Barre syndrome in adults, which can cause paralysis. It's not a common outcome, but, but it, it, there is an association. Zika virus is also linked with birth defects, most significantly one called microcephaly, where the brain doesn't develop properly and the baby's head is much smaller than normal. Since pregnant women can pass Zika to their fetus, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, has issued guidance for expectant mothers to avoid travel to areas where Zika is actively being spread. And if travel to such areas really can't be avoided, CDC recommends pregnant women first talk with their healthcare provider and to take steps to avoid mosquito bites, uh, things like wearing long sleeve shirts and long pants, or wear, wearing clothes treated with mosquito repellent. You can actually buy clothing that's pre-treated. Also use an insect repellent, specifically one registered with the Environmental Protection Agency. You can get this full scoop from CDC online at cdc.gov travel. It's also been determined that Zika can be transmitted sexually from males to females. So that adds another wrinkle for pregnant women whose partners live in or travel to an area of Zika transmission. CDC recommends couples who include a man diagnosed with Zika or who has symptoms of the virus consider either not having sex or that they use condoms for a minimum of six months after symptoms start. For couples where the male partner doesn't have symptoms but travel to an area with Zika virus transmission, the guidance is to abstain from sex or use condoms for at least eight weeks after he gets back. If the fellow lives in an area with Zika and he doesn't have any symptoms, then think about not having sex or using condoms as long as Zika is active in that area. So while most Zika cases involve mosquito bites, it's clear the safer sex message definitely has a role. I mentioned earlier that part of the White House funding request is not only for vaccine research, but also to better understand all the unanswered questions around Zika and especially where sexual transmission is concerned, there are a lot. For example, how long can the virus live in semen? Can females transmit to males? It hasn't been documented, but who knows? Also, it isn't known just how likely a woman is to transmit the virus to her baby if she's infected during pregnancy. 
The other piece I mentioned regarding funding is the need for educational messages. And with sexual transmission, that, of course, means getting out the word about the necessity for condoms and safer sex while pregnant, depending on if the male partner has Zika or if he's at higher risk due to his travel or where he lives. We have a blog on our website about Zika, um, and we update it regularly, and we have some links to a lot of the great resources CDC has developed, so we encourage you to check that out. Our website is ashasexualhealth.org, and you'll find the blog linked off of the homepage. So thanks to everybody who downloads and listens to this podcast. We'll have more to come, so check back often. Again, you can find us online at ashasexualhealth.org. And of course, we'd love it if you would follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at InfoAsha. And be our friend on Facebook. You can also sign up on the website to receive Asha's update emails. And we'll let you know what's happening in the world of sexual health, including new resources as we roll them out. And that includes when we update this, the Zika blog. If you enjoy this podcast, do us a favor, write a review on iTunes, and that helps others find us. Until next time, this is Fred Wine for ASHA. So long, everybody.